0: The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost yet again to the Charlotte Hornets by a score of 113 to 111. And quite this is deja vu. I mean, this game was literally the exact same as the Raptors' last loss to the Hornets about two weeks ago. I mean, right down to the fact that they both ended on a Jeremy Lamb three. I mean, how many game-winning threes has Jeremy Lamb hit? Um, I, I don't remember anything else other than the last two against the Raptors. You know, today, the the three, it wasn't a buzzer-beating prayer from half court. Um, it wasn't no miracle. It was just a wide-open three. But still, Jeremy Lamb knocks down the game-winning three. and I mean, this game played out very similar to the last game, right? Um, Raptors come out. To a blazing start, they were up like nineteen five. Starters were really cruising, and uh, it looked to be an easy win, just like last time. You know, just got out to a great start in that game too. And then the bench comes in. The bench gets shellacked because uh, the bench just always sucks. Like always, the Raptors bench is coming into the game and blowing leads. Um, and so you know, most of that lead disappears. All right, cool. Uh, the Hornets, you know, pl- start playing very desperate. Um, you know the Raptors still held. Uh, they still held the lead going into halftime for sure. But in the third quarter, there, you know, the, the Hornets really asserted themselves defensively. They got a lot tougher, and uh, the free flowing style offense that got the Raptors out huge lead in the beginning of the game kind of dried up a little bit. And the Hornets started hitting some random threes. I mean, uh, you, when you, when Michael Kidd Gilchrist hits two or three from deep, I mean that's. That's just that's just wild. But even overall, like the Hornets didn't. It wasn't like uh, the Hornets were on fire from deep either. You know, they they only shot thirteen of thirty nine, which is thirty three percent. Like that's that's fine, really. But uh, the Hornets did a really good job defensively holding the Raptors off the three point line. The Raptors only got nine of twenty six from deep, which is thirty five percent. That's the first time the Raptors have shot under thirty nine percent from deep in about twelve or thirteen games. It's been a really long time the Raptors have been on fire from deep. So, um, yeah, I mean. You know the Hornets decided taking control, and uh, in the fourth quarter though the Raptors did make a comeback. Uh, they were down eight points. The starters came back in. Kawhi, uh, Ka- Kawhi in crunch in crunch time is is very effective. Um, you know, got a couple of baskets on his own. Found Pascal for three, and uh, it, it looked like the Raptors had you know had the game in the bag when Kawhi Leonard takes three defenders, literally dragged all over him, like hanging him. Uh, on him and uh, Kawhi still is able to get all the way to the basket, score the layup, give the Raptors the lead. And at that point you're thinking, okay, all you got to do is make sure Kemba Walker doesn't score because obviously Kemba walks can get the ball. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm really going to nitpick, it's, it was really both plays came down to Pascal Siakam, um, you know, making a mistake on the, you know, the Hornets had uh, two possessions down the stretch there. The first one, uh, Again, the plan was to trap Kemba Walker. Kemba was going to get the screen for Frank Kaminsky. who was doing most of the damage in terms of as the pick-and-roll partner. And so Siakam was there. And the the goal, Siakam was supposed to trap Kemba along with Fred Van Vliet against the the sideline there. And uh, both times he just wasn't able to do it. the first possession. Kemba was able to wriggle free, get all the way to the the basket and hit a layup because there was no third defender on the play. And then, on the second possession, it's the same deal, and again, Pat Scott makes the same mistake by being a little bit too soft against Kemba with that trap, and Kemba is able to get to the rim, he draws, like, four defenders to him, and uh, he finds Jeremy Lamb for three, and then that's, you know, that's the game. So, you know, it's nothing really to stress about, like, the Hornets definitely play with way more desperation, and obviously the Raptors are locked in the second seat, so it, it doesn't really quite matter for the Raptors, but also, like... I thought there were some points where the Raptors are a little bit soft defensively. Um, obviously, those two mistakes by Siakam, which, by the way, I should add in the context that Siakam had a really tough whistle throughout the game. Um, you know, he even picked up a technical foul at one point off a very soft call against Kemba when Kemba just kind of, like, split the, uh, another trap that they sent to him, and uh, Siakam got slapped with the foul. So, okay, very touch foul, and then he, you know, complained to the referee and got attacked. tech. So like you know that was the kind of game for Siakam where he you know he didn't want to you know foul Kemba or whatever. But at the same time, if your job is to trap the guy and and you know not even just trap the guy, but above all else, keep him from getting into the paint. Um, you know Pascal made two mistakes there, but even though like you know it wasn't just him, like the Hornets kind of got penetration at will, and you know. They were able to turn that into 43-point attempts or 39 three-point attempts. Like, that's something that the Raptors would definitely like to limit and, and see if it's lower. But also, the Hornets got 58 points in the paint. I mean, a lot of that was just these quicker guards getting into the uh, into the teeth of the defense. And the Raptors have a little bit of a minor issue with these quick point guards. Now, granted, they're not going to see the Hornets in the playoffs because it's almost impossible. Um, you know, they would basically need—the the Hornets would need to win out the rest of the series— The season, and they need a couple other teams to lose a bunch of games. It's very unlikely, but you know, all right. So, as I've talked about in this podcast before, like this this quick point guard thing, like they're probably not going to encounter too much of it. Like in the first round, the biggest the biggest threat is probably like Ish Smith. Which I mean, it sounds ridiculous to bring up Ish Smith as a threat, but to be honest, he has helped like really, really hurt the Raptors this season. So, th- that's something. Whereas, like, even in the second in the second uh, round of the playoffs, like, you know, you're probably going to play the, the Sixers. They don't really have a guy like that anyway. They don't really play through a lot of their point guards. They're mostly, like, a bully ball team. And so, you're not going to encounter that. And and really, the only time you might possibly encounter it is in the uh, East Finals. If Boston gets that far and if the Rapids get far. And then, okay, yeah, Kyrie's definitely a problem. But, I don't know. It, it is... It is a bit of an issue. I think Kemba working the pick and roll was just super, super effective. You know, both these two games, Nick Nurse had a game plan in mind and just had to change it on the fly because it's just, it's hard. It's hard playing against Kemba. And last game, you know, Kemba wasn't really scoring that much because Raptors aggressively trapped him so much. They played like a regular defense against him today and Kemba, you know, got up a whole bunch of points. And so it's just, it's difficult with these guards. And, and I think, um, you know, even a guy like Marcus All, for example, like you run a you run thirty three, thirty four year old Marcus All through a series of pick and rolls, and ask him to constantly move his feet and defend, and it, it just kind of wears on guys, right? Like, um, Gasol, I thought he did a pretty good job in terms of his positional defense. He, like, he gets a good shot contest up most times, but it's a little bit soft around the rim. You know what I mean? Like, he's not like skying to block your shot or anything, like. If you get up before he does, he's he's gonna stay on the ground. He's gonna put his arms up. He's seven foot one, and it's like fundamentally the right thing to do. But like, you know, uh, the, the Hornets' wings were kind of just like they're going through him, and it's it basically the way how desperate they were. Like their tenacity on drives was really impressive. But I mean, you know, that's yeah. I mean, there was a couple of possessions where I'm like, I can't believe that Mark is letting them score because these are small guards jumping up and. You know, a lot of centers were able to jump in that position and challenge us. I like Serge would be able to do that, right? And Serge did a pretty good job protecting the rim um, off the bench. But, you know, it, it, again, I, I can't really speak. You don't want to draw too many conclusions out of a game like this because the stakes were entirely different for the two teams involved. But... uh yeah, I mean, it was just a little bit disappointing, the Raptors defensively. And it's the thing, it's like, you know, overall, the Raptors played a pretty decent game. Like, they held the Hornets to 47% shooting. That's not great. But, like, you know, the Hornets only shot 33% from deep, and they only shot 14 free throws. And this is a team that shoots a lot of free throws, generally, because of how much pick-and-roll play they they uh, they they usually run. But, you know, there's just a couple of key possessions there that uh, let the Raptors down. So, you know, it is what it is. At least they're still in the game. Um... At least they're still in the game. That sounds ridiculous against the, team, like the Hornets. But, no, but seriously, like, the Hornets were playing really, really hard. And the Raptors were kind of just playing at a very average l- level of intensity. And the Raptors are, you know, in the game throughout. So, it, it is something, I guess. I don't know. Um, in terms of trends out of this game, I really like the way Serge Ibaka played. Uh, he had 20 points and 12 rebounds off the bench. 10 to 15 shooting in 21 minutes off the bench. I mean... You know, i talked about on this podcast before. Like, There was a stretch there where Ibaka's production was just completely getting lost uh, after he went to the bench, and a lot of that was tied into poor point guard play. Right? I, and I said at the time, like, Jeremy Lin is not creating anything for anybody, and it, it's hard for a guy like Ibaka to play with a point guard who can't really f- get him open baskets because Serge is not a natural scorer who can create his own shot. But he can be very effective as a scorer if he has effective point guards around him. And I thought... You know, ever since Fred Van Vliet came back, you know, he's been helping Ibaka a lot. But also, since Van Bleet's come back, he's been able to play more minutes, and, and uh, the Raptors also shuffled the rotation a little bit so that, you know, Kyle is also playing a lot with the second unit. He's usually the first guy to sub out in the first quarter, and he comes in to start of the second quarter, and that's where Ibaka gets a lot of his scoring. So, you know, Ibaka, it, he's been effective, uh, to say the least. Over his last eight games, he's averaging 16 points and eight rebounds, which is about where his season averages, and... If they can maintain that average while also getting Gasol to do, you know, all the stuff that he does with the starting unit, like, that's the ideal. And so that's been very positive. Um, Ibaka catching fire is definitely uh, definitely encouraging. Another trend, OG Anobi came back from uh, injury. Uh, he missed, you know, the last week plus with uh, concussion-like symptoms. Uh, he basically played two shifts today. He played about, like, six minutes in the first half, and then he played like, a very long shift in the second half, actually. Uh, Nick Nurse just wanted to give him some some time to, you know, basically find his bearing. And, um, you know, there's positives and negatives to draw from this one. The negatives would be that he was 0 for 3 from deep and, like, a really bad 0 for 3. Like, uh, the first shot he hit was, like, really far off and, re- and, like, hit really hard off the backboard. And another one where he, like, short-ironed it. And, and these are pretty open looks that he was hitting. And so, you know, okay, so he's rusty with the jumper. But, you know, I thought he was pretty effective defensively in terms of, uh, you know he he had a steal where you know, he who was it? I think Miles Bridges had sealed him and Miles Bridges at inside position and they tried to throw the post entry pass over the top and OG was able to jump up and disrupt the play and get the steal. He also took a charge at one point and also had a couple of shot contests in the fourth quarter there. So OG had some positive and, and, and uh, you know had some positive moments, but to be honest, like obviously he's clearly rusty and so you know you want to give a guy like that a couple of more. Uh, minutes especially in the last two games because again the Raptors don't have anything to really to play for or they just got to get healthy they got to make sure everyone's in rhythm and you know there's only two games left gives a lot of those minutes to OG I mean as many as he can handle at least obviously obviously don't want to exert a guy after you know he has an injury like that but um, you know as much as he can handle like just give him some time to let him get his feel back because it would be nice if he could uh, continue stretching the floor you know Odds are defenses are going to leave him regardless of what form he's in. But if he can hit a couple of those threes, it's going to help the bench a lot. Because the bench, honestly, they could use a lot of help. I mean, guys like Norm Powell, just like, I mean, Norm has been just feast or famine. Like, today he was terrible. Like, two points, one of three shoot. But, like, it wasn't even that. Like, just the turnovers and, like, the lackadaisical defense. Like, you know, jumping out of guys and then getting completely out of position. Like, Powell, I mean, there's been a lot of good games that Powell's had over the last couple games here. But, man, uh when he's off he is really off and then Jeremy Lin is just permanently off like not only with Jeremy scoreless but he also took a technical foul so I consider him he has minus one points on the night like because he wasn't doing anything either so um, yeah it is what it is like you lose a game like this it's uh, not the biggest deal in the world but you know uh, in terms of your three stars I'm going to give the first star to Kawhi Leonard Uh, he was the best player on the floor tonight 29 points 6 rebounds 4 assists 12 of 18 shooting only one of five from deep. He has to find that three point stroke again. And honestly, even the free throws, he kind of yeah, he clanked a couple of those, you know, technical fouls or whatever. He steps up, he makes them. And once he missed one. But he was only four for seven from the free throw line. But, it, I mean, he was so efficient with his offense. Um, honestly, it felt like anytime he wanted to, he can drive to the basket and, and get a score. He's so strong. Like, he's so strong. And like, we saw that, you know, against the Nets, he would kind of out muscled a lot of guys there. And kind of the same deal today, except. He didn't force his offenses as much as he did uh, against the Nets. I thought there were a couple of possessions there where Kawhi was just determined to shoot um, almost in sort of tunnel vision mode. Today, Kawhi, I thought, played more on the team flow. Most of his shots were good shots. Good balance of, you know, individual scoring and crunch time. And also, you know, dished it out to Pascal on a, on a, on a corner or I guess it was like above the break three. But, um, yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi had a good game. Kawhi had a good game. And it's it was really between him or Kemba in terms of who was the best player on the floor tonight. Um the second star, I'm giving that to – I'm giving the second start actually to Kyle Lowry, who had 16 points, 5 rebounds, 11 assists, uh, 6 of 13 shooting, 2 of 8 from deep, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 36 minutes, plus 15 in a game where the Raptors lost. And, yeah, uh, you know, th- that says a lot, I think, because I think, you know, just basically the Raptors had this great flow going in the first quarter, and then Kyle checks out because he has to play a lot with the bench, and then all of a sudden the Raptors – sort of lose their momentum, and they started playing more ragged and stuff, and, uh, you know, that's early on, but also just throughout the game, I thought, I liked the way Kyle approached it in terms of his aggression, Um, especially in transition, he was really willing to take it to the basket, and, you know, outside of Biombo, who only played three minutes tonight, even though he started, weird, Um, yeah, outside of, you know, when Biombo was there, like, the Hornets didn't have any rim protection, and so Kyle was really able to get to the rim, and, that's something in this game where you know, especially on mismatches, right? Like teams will start like switching and stuff, and it really boggles, uh, you know, bogs the Raptors down because Kyle can't really create a shot as effectively as he could previously. Now I'm not really sure if that's just age or if that's just him preserving himself or whatever, but you know, it was nice to see him today. For example, take on a guy like Miles Bridges, who is very athletic, um, but he's also six eight and not as quick as Kyle. Kyle took him off the dribble, hit him with a hesitation move, got to the basket you know, and scored the layup over him and um you know, the Hornets immediately called timeout the bench was you know going nuts Pascal almost hit him with a towel you know everyone's high-fiving Kawhi smiling that turns into you know a screenshot that people share on twitter and stuff like that i mean like it's a good moment right and and it, it really it, it is a good one but also it shouldn't be as rare as it you know as it has been this season right cuz you want to be, see Kyle be able to be a consistent scoring threat. If he's the threat to score in the pick and roll, that opens up so many more options in terms of his passing. And we've seen the passing this year has been incredible, right? It's been great. Uh, he's he's done so many good things for Ibaka and Siakam and even Kawhi and Danny Green and, and Marcus, uh, you know, even Fred VanVleet. Like he's done such a good job of distributing this year. But you know, the one thing where I just want to see Kyle score. And uh, the last couple of games, you know, Kyle. Uh, hasn't really looked for his offense. Hasn't really shot above five hundred from the field today. I mean, you know, I know it's just sixteen points, but I, I like the way he played the game and I thought the balance to which he attacked the rim and also got a couple threes and obviously did the playmaking. Like that's the kind of ideal you want to see out of Kyle Lowry. And then third star going to Serge Ibaka, twenty points, twelve rebounds off the bench. I mean, as the go to player off the bench, um, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't really say like he's the best suited for that kind of role, but also like it, you know in terms of just who can score a bucket, I, I think I think Serge might not actually be the worst at it. And and, and it just means that like I know that sounds like very tepid praise, but it's just like how much can you trust a guy like Van Vliet who continues to create his own offense or like Norman Powell to create his own offense, right? Like at least with Serge, you run a pick and roll, uh, he slips. And he gets to the elbow area. You hit him there. He takes the pick-and-pop pick jumper. That's something. And then, you know, he crashes the boards for a couple of putbacks. Then he runs the floor hard. And, you know, like, you can get a couple of – you can get some efficient scoring out of surge. And to be honest, it, that's more than you can say for most guys off the bench. Today he's, he was great. 20 points, 12 rebounds. Played a lot in the fourth quarter. Kept the Raptors in the game before the starters came back in to close it out. You know, Serge kind of played his heart out. Was really exhausted, even though he only played 21 minutes. But he was really exhausted. But that only speaks to how hard he was playing and um, and so, you know, hopefully we see more of the same from Serge Ibaka. And then on the other end, the Gerald Henderson Award. I mean I mean, you gotta give it to Jeremy Lamb, but there's a couple of options here tonight. You know, Frank Kaminsky had a great game. Twenty two points, thirteen rebounds, you know, played thirty six minutes, basically replaced Biombo in the starting lineup. He really extended himself. But, uh, I mean, come on. The guy hit two game winners against the Raptors. He got it last time. He's getting it tonight. Jeremy Lamb, 22 points, five rebounds, four assists, three steals, nine of 16 shooting, two of five from deep. Jeremy Lamb's not, not a bad player. Not a bad player. Definitely can score and, uh, definitely has the clutch gene, whatever that means against the Raptors. Because this man really has hit two game winning threes against the Raptors and, uh, and, yeah, hopefully that keeps the Hornets' season alive because, look, this team is playing with a lot at stake. Obviously, Kemba on the verge of free. It's like Kemba, by the way, played his heart out today. I mean, he always does. But even there was a couple plays defensively where Kemba was taking charges, you know, uh, swiping the ball from Kawhi Leonard. And, like, I mean, he set the tone for the Hornets in that third quarter when the Hornets won that quarter 33-21. to And Kemba is just – he is fearless. And I hope – he gets to play with some better players soon enough because it's upsetting that he doesn't get to play playoff basketball because, you know, this his situation. But, yeah, he's, he's a straight killer. So, um, you know, it's a, tough, it's a tough way to lose, for sure, for the Raptors. But, again, you know.
0: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve
1: today. These games don't really matter that much. So um, the Raptors next game will be at noon on Sunday against the uh, Miami Heat. That, that game's going to be interesting because uh, Sergio Baca has his uh, charity foundation gala tomorrow night in Toronto. So we'll see how late that runs. And uh, it being a noon start for the Raptors. Uh, against the Heat. We'll see how effective the Raptors are in that game because the Heat are going to be very desperate. The Heat, um, obviously, are trying to keep their season alive. They had just lost the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. Yikes. So, you know, they're going to come in with a lot of ag- aggression. Obviously, Dwayne Wade doesn't want to end his career without uh, one last trip to the playoffs. So we'll see how that Sunday game goes. But, um, you know, thanks to everyone for listening. Again, I'm hitting with that reminder to please rate and review. So right now, I think we have like 146 reviews on iTunes, and this is, you know, this podcast has been running for about two and a half weeks now. It'd be very good if by the end of the month, we can get to 200 reviews. So if you haven't already done that, just please go on your iTunes, go on your phone, go on the, I I recently got an iPhone, you know, just go, it's very simple. You just go in the podcast app, you search out the podcast, you're probably listening to it anyway from that podcast app. You just scroll down, you hit five stars. It's like the quickest, simplest thing. And if you want, also write a nice comment. That'd be great. But uh, please do that to support the show. And that once again, that's Raptors over everything. And so I'll be back on Sunday after the heat game. Thanks.
0: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance.